So we were watching the video and seeing Rangoli, which is a visual prayer, isn't it? Made out of very simple rice flour and a few brush strokes. And this that you saw was not an elaborate demonstration of Rangoli. The ones that we saw at the conference were five times that size and just amazing. And we have seen... Um, in other practices, Mark and I have seen big dance circles, more like Native American traditions, where the same colored flower is used in a dance circle to create a visual prayer, and then the dance is done to walk the prayer into the earth. Powerful ways that we can pray, aren't there? Many unique and different ways, very different than what we might practice in our everyday life. So we're talking about the topic of beauty. And there's a Chinese proverb that says, if you have two pennies, use one to buy a loaf of bread and use the other to buy a lily. Because in the East, in the, in the Far East, they understand the power and, and the importance of beauty. But we in our Western society are not necessarily so aware of that power. We are a very efficient society, aren't we? We're very efficient. We have great work to do. We have a mission every day when we get out of bed. And it starts with brushing our teeth. And we have things to do and not enough time to do it in. And it's very important that we keep moving so we can get everything done that needs doing. Because there's a lot. We also happen to be one of the, the uh, have one of the highest percentages of heart problems and stress-related health conditions, because in our society we value efficiency and we value productiveness, and we d- we think of beauty as kind of a sidebar. If you have time to plant flowers, that's great, and if you have time to go to a museum, that's great, and if you have Time, good Lord, time to actually create art? Well, then you're very blessed, aren't you? Because we're busy being busy, don't you know? (laughs) Beauty changes things. This is important because it changes things. Our ability to embrace beauty changes us physiologically. Did you know that when you are engaged with beauty... When you actually notice it, not just happen to be walking by it, but when you actually stop and look at something and think, that's beautiful, that there is a rush of endorphins that fills your body that changes your state of being. You are changed physically by beauty. Your breathing rate changes. Your pulse rate changes. Your high blood pressure comes down. And you are filled with the endorphins that make you feel good. It makes you happy. Beauty makes you happy. It's beginning to sound a little bit more important, isn't it? So as I was explaining to you earlier, Rangoli in this part of India that Mark and I were visiting is done by women, primarily by women, at the doorstep so that as their families leave in the morning, 
they see beauty, and when their families come home in the evening, they see beauty. It's also done for their big celebrations. It's an invitation to God. This beauty that they create is an invitation to God. How many artists do we have in here? Put your hand up if you are an artist. What if every piece of art you created was an invitation for the holy to be part of your life? What if every single brush stroke, stroke of a pencil, stitch, was an invocation, a prayer, inviting the holy to join with you in the inspiration? That would change things a little, wouldn't it? You wouldn't focus so much on whether every stroke of the paintbrush was perfect. You would focus more on the joy of that motion. So beauty is around us all the time. We are surrounded by it. We tend to think of it as something we purchase. I believe I will purchase a very fine piece of art. We tend to think of it as as that, as something that we acquire. But beauty is not an acquisition. Beauty is a noticing, and it has a price. To engage with beauty, you must pay attention. You must give your attention to what is there. So how many of you hurriedly walked past the daylilies at the front door as you came in today? Only those who came through the front door, back door, people don't count. Okay. No, you count, but not for that, okay? So if you hurried in, if you hurried in and you missed them, I want you to know they're the most amazing color of gold, and they're higher than your waist. You didn't walk by some little trivial little thing. You walked by two, two very high pillars of beauty in a hurry to get somewhere else. You didn't pay attention, so you missed it. And I would ask you, my father... Um, Growing up, we lived across the street from the church, and we went to church pretty religiously every Sunday. And my father would not go. He didn't, really didn't want to go. He would stay at home, and he would work in the yard. And when we'd come home, and we'd say, Dad, you really need to go to church. And he would say, who's to say who's closer to God? You guys inside that building or me out here taking care of God's green earth? So who's to say rushing through to get in here? that you'll be more spiritually fed inside these four walls than you would be had you taken a moment to pay attention, to receive the gift that was being offered to you. We have five senses, and they serve us in many different ways. There are many things that we can do with them. Those are our keys for finding beauty in our life. So, Rangoli is a beautiful way of seeing beauty, isn't it, as, you, as you're walking through. Did any of you notice that there's Rangoli done out in our lobby this morning? A couple of you. When you go back out, glance to the left, and you'll see that we had a wonderful lady I happened to run into um, and make acquaintance with at the Indian food store 
who came and did a small bit of Rangoli, a small visual prayer for us this morning. It's right outside our door. You can see it. You can see it in the flowers. You can see it in many things. But there are other ways to experience beauty, aren't there? So you might experience it through music. You might have a particular preference for music. Or maybe you like to listen to something unique. When, when I was traveling in Hungary several years ago, I had the opportunity to go to a restaurant that had a gypsy band. And one of, one of the instruments played in a gypsy band is a violin. And they came and stood over my shoulder. The gentleman who was playing the violin came and stood over my shoulder and played right here. Now, I've heard a violin in music, and I've heard one way back, you know, looking at a symphony or, or an orchestra or something like that, but nothing like this, like having someone stand next to you and play where you can feel the vibration of the music as it comes from the instrument. And I could not do anything but close my eyes and be in it. It didn't matter that there was a room full of people. It didn't matter that the people at the table were trying to talk to me because that sound was something I had never experienced that was one of the most beautiful sounds I've ever heard in my life. So where is the opportunity for you to have that kind of experience? What can you listen to? Perhaps you could listen to a piece of music you love and choose one sound in that music that you will pay attention to one tone or one instrument that you could put your focus on to really hear the nuances, the skill of the artist, the beauty of the sound. It takes time to do that, doesn't it? It takes time. Take your hands and find a piece of fabric on your clothing, any place on your clothing. You might try a couple of different places. There is beauty in the texture, isn't there? There's beauty in both the softness and beauty in the texture that is perhaps more rough. Beauty in what is, is supple and flexible and beauty in those crisp collars that stand so nicely. We are surrounded, immersed in beauty. We are never away from it. There's beauty in the texture of our own hair, in the softness of our skin, in the sound of our own voice. We are never away from it. We simply don't give it our time because we don't value it. But imagine, imagine living in a culture where it was so important that the first thing to be done in the morning is to create beauty. Have any of you ever been? I don't see Virginia here. I know she's been. Have any of you ever been to India? There is nothing but stunning women in beauty in, in, in India. Every woman there is stunning because they have this fabulous flair for draping amazing fabric. And they, you know, they dot here and they sparkle there and they, they move in a very fluid and graceful way. When we were there, I don't think we saw any woman who wasn't stunning because they see themselves as responsible for creating beauty in life. 
So how would your life be different if your life revolved around creating beauty and paying attention to beauty? Well, I can tell you some of the simple things that would happen. Your blood pressure would go down. Your heart rate would slow. Different things would become more important to you, and you would be happier. You would be happier. We can't appreciate, we can't even begin to understand love without art. We can't understand beauty without art. Our secret lies in our perception of art, that everything that we do is art. How we get up in the morning is art. How we dress ourselves is art. What we pay attention to is skillful art. So when we look at our lives and we try and understand how we find more happiness and how we find more joy, we practice the art of paying attention because we live in the very soul of what is holy and beauty surrounds us in all that we do. I have some quotes for you. Michael Hyatt said, if you want to really find joy, make space in your life to create things of beauty. Alice Walker said, whenever you are creating beauty around you, you are restoring your own soul. Jillian Peterson Craig said, art makes life bearable. It isn't a luxury. Like our capacity for understanding and our experience of love, it is a vitally important part of life. Matthew Fox said, beauty saves, beauty heals, beauty motivates, beauty unites, beauty returns us to our origins, and here lies the ultimate act of saving, of healing, of overcoming dualism. St. Bonaventure said, creation is a song that God freely sings, that God freely desires to sing into the vast spaces of the universe. And Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore said, the mind is the seat of perception of the things we see, hear, and feel. It is through the mind that we see the beauties of the earth and sky, of music, of art, in fact, of everything. That silent shuttle of thought working in and out through cell and nerve weaves into one harmonious whole the myriad moods of mind, and we call it life. Life. 